We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Hey, jumper. Got it! Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. On tonight's episode with the only two hosts of the Eurostep, one of those being myself, Ty Windish, and the other being the irreplaceable Rohan Kadi. We've got a lot to talk about. We're finally going to dig into potential trade targets and buyout targets now that we have a little bit of a lull here after the All-Star game. And we have some unfortunate news we have to cover as well. But first, before that, Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing great. The serotonin hit after just a great day outside. Just yes. it's beautiful. It's like 60 degrees here in Milwaukee. It's just it's incredible. You can drive with the windows down. It's oh, it hits different day one. I'll say it, that. Is, you know, I saw uh, and I'm not really on TikTok, but my girlfriend is, so I see a lot of TikToks. So I saw a TikTok that was like you think seasonal affective disorder isn't real until the first day it's above 50 outside again and you feel alive for the first time in three months. And I was like, that hits different. Like, it really does. It Like, when you said driving with the windows down, like, I felt like I accessed a playlist that, like, my Spotify wouldn't even let me click before. It was like, it just uh, appeared. It was like, here's your it's finally worth going outside again playlist, Ty. It's, it, was, it was incredible, honestly. Yeah, it's beautiful weather. Hopefully it's, you know, here to stay, you know. Uh, we got <laughs> at least some... one more snowstorm. I know we do, but I'm going to enjoy this while Love climate change so much. We love it. Uh, we love it. But... We don't really love it. No, we don't. We actually hate it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had a All-Star weekend, or I guess I can't even say weekend, All-Star Sunday. Yeah, All-Star uh, night. Yeah, it came and passed. It was, it was all right, I'll say. It was... It's great for Giannis. Can I admit that I didn't watch the game? 
Let's yeah, get this over fine. with. That's I didn't fine. watch the game. I, I I was half watching it. The next day, I see that Giannis wins MVP and a 16 for 16 breaking a record. Oh, man. Hal Greer. Hal Greer's record. I believe Hal Greer was Hal eight for eight. Hal Greer. I had to pull oh that name from, from deep. Um, Hal Greer's record of shooting eight for eight in an all-star game. Giannis doubles it. I think I think that was what happened. Giannis makes all his shots, does awesome. Great for Giannis. Uh, the highlights were fantastic. You know, I'm not that mad I didn't watch it, though. I heard it wasn't actually a great game. It was just like a great Giannis game. It was a great Giannis game. It was a great Steph game. Yeah. Uh, the teams sort of outweighed each other in terms of talent the way we thought it would happen. Yeah. So uh, Team LeBron was just basically dominating. Again, I half-watched. But <laughs> it was fun. I'll say it was It was kind of fun. Giannis looked like he was having the time of his life out there. He's out here not so subtly recruiting Jokic, which is good. That's great. Yes, That's fantastic. we like that. The Bucks social media team is completely leaning into it, leaning into the staff stuff too. They're just heat checking themselves now, now that Giannis is signed. They're just oh, like, yeah. what can we get away with? There's no I mean, fear anymore. I am all the way here for it. Oh, After how could the Lakers tweeted the the Costas jersey, like yeah. anything's off, anything's on the table. Oh, absolutely. Listen, the worst thing that happens is you don't get the guy, which would have happened anyway. The best thing that happens is you get the guy, and it's like clearly worth it. Like this is like. This is why we 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 speak so audaciously on everything because like there's no real downside. If if it doesn't go the way you want it to go, it wasn't going to go the way you wanted it to go anyway. You really cannot lose by shooting your shot. So yeah, yeah what are they going to do? Bucks. Take away another pick? Hopefully not. We're going to cover yeah, trades. We kind of we kind of need everything that's left. It's, we're running <laughs> yeah, out actually, of. Actually, I, I shouldn't yeah. have thrown that into the ether out there. But <laughs> what did I say that we're going to do that for on our last episode? I don't remember now. Um, I said something. About Some tampering. Yeah, you tampered yeah. for sure. Oh, I definitely oh well. tampered. Yep. <laughs> but what else is new? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Jokic, you know, Jokic and Giannis. They're like, I think Giannis was like, yeah, we should get a TV show together. Yeah. And it's just like he calls him Nico. Yeah, they're they're good buddies. Apparently, allegedly. Yeah. I'm all about it. I, Jokic is one of my favorites in the league. How could you not love Jokic? Yeah, exactly. They're Euro guys. We love Euro friendships. Yeah. Except we with Miritich. We love the Euro step, but it's fine. Yeah, there we go. But that's not the sad news I hinted at first. I kind of forgot yes. about All-Star immediately. Other go Euro news. Oh, yeah. More more Euro news. Ersan Ilyasova, close personal friend of the podcast, as established on Twitter, signing with the Utah Jazz. Jordan Schultz at Schultz underscore report broke the news Tuesday about 1 p.m. Central Time, it all came crashing down for you, Rohan. He is signing with the Jazz. Woj confirmed it a few hours later. The uh, tweet contains the info. The 33-year-old, kind of boldly stating that, uh, played in 63 games last year for the Bucks, averaging 6.6 points per game, 60, uh, not 60, 36.5% threes, 4.8 rebounds. That's some nice Ursan selling. A fine player. Good pickup for the Jazz. Not sure it's what they need, but a fine pickup for the Jazz. Yeah, it's there's I, I don't want to send this into the ether because I like I'm not gonna say I like the Jazz. You know what? Whatever. I'm not gonna say that. But <laughs> it's it's given me strong uh vibes of the Bucks picking up power forwards late in the season for a yeah. playoff run and then it going poorly. It's just like I mean, 
no disrespect to Ursan. Might might be too late Bucks for that. Legend. The age comment. Bucks, Bucks legend. Bucks legend, Um, But, like, Joe Ingles is way better. Boyan Bogdanovich is way better. George Nyang is probably at least probably probably better. It's probably better as well. Like I, I just like how many of these players do you guys need? How how many are necessary at this point? Like I I don't know. I, I good for them, I guess. It's they have a type. They know who they are. They're sticking to it. It's like the John Hammond Bucks. You know, like the tall guy. We'll take the tall guy. The Jazz are like you got a white guy. On purpose. Yep. Okay. Cool. You got a white guy. He's not super <laughs> athletic. He's gonna shoot. Yeah, just just send him over. It's no shame. No shame in our game. Uh, yeah, the the one thing the Jazz really needed, I will say, I'm, this is a deep dive on Utah Jazz, I guess, but they really needed a guy who can guard perimeter wings and just like star wings, I guess, like LeBron, Kawhi, <laughs> Paul George. Who's guarding that? So their big time addition, Ersan <laughs> Hey, he'll he'll draw some charges. I'll say that. You know it's funny you know what i always think of the even before his time as a bucks legend when i think of ursan just because it seems so funny now is when the philadelphia 76ers picked up ursan and marco bellinelli and we were like pissed off because we thought the league was effed and like it was competitive balance was ruined because these elite shooters were had in the buyout market i'll never forget what a time to be alive yeah and it wasn't like it wasn't out of pocket to say that, you know, because they yeah. actually proved to be valuable contributors. Yeah, they actually did help them win some playoffs. Because games Embiid that, yeah. was hurt that year, and Ben Simmons plus those shooters around him sort of carried them into the playoffs. I remember, like that was that was wild. That was what eighteen nine? No, seventeen eighteen. I think seventeen eighteen. That was Ersan's tour around the league, which like he oh, visited yeah, like three other every teams, single team after, except the Bucks. Uh, yeah, and then, then he, came, he came, back. came back, and then he left. All roads return home. I will say that. Or to Utah. All roads return home. <laughs> I will say that. Why? Do you not do you not think it's pop do you think he's retiring after this year? I have no idea. Probably not. Seems like he wants to stay like he's he's pretty damn committed. I mean, I don't think there was like a guarantee he was gonna get a spot this year and he stayed in shape and Shot around outside in the snow, and to his credit, you know, cold weather, cold weather market picks him up. I do wonder if the snow workout was a consideration for Utah. Yeah, <laughs> he's proven he can play yeah, in a climate like that. Hey, he's he's surrounded by white. Really leaning into this. Um, yep. He definitely he definitely did get Twitter hype going. I will say that he activated Bucks Twitter. Like <laughs> I have not seen Bucks Twitter rally around something more than Ursan Ilyasova uh posting highlights in the snow. Am I wrong? It's it was incredible content. It was truly incredible content. Um I won't make any hey, more Utah jokes. But yeah, we did get some content <laughs> out like, of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think he might retire this year because you know what, Ty? Life is too short. But you know what else life is too short for? Anything less than really nice sheets. Mm. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. But trust me, go check out Brooklinen. So Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer betting company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 star reviews and counting. They are so confident 
you will love their products. They even offer a 365 day, that's one year, money back guarantee, quick maths. One year. Uh, and there's there's so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, Ooh. and more. Check out their website to see more. Go to brooklinin.com and use promo code Euro, G-Y-R-O, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. How is Brooklinin spelled? That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and promo code Euro to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinin.com and use promo code Euro at checkout. I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, you know, great point. I do hate when I can't find luxury sheets at non-luxury costs, so I'm glad you dropped that in there. Yeah, got to. Got to check out Brooklyn. In. 25 bucks okay. off is substantial. No, it is. especially. That's, like a, good, that's a good promo yeah, code. That's a, a good promo off. code. Yeah, use it. Come on, guys. Use that code. Come on, come on. Drive our conversions, so, please. Yeah. <laughs> So we teased this at the time. I can't even say tease. We said we we're going to talk about this. Yeah. It is time for roster retooling. That is the season we are around. The trade we're deadline here. is coming up. Buyout season is coming up. It's a little more complicated for Milwaukee, but we'll get into that. But it is time. It is time, tied to get everyone's favorite tool out, the trade NBA trade machine. got to use, please, 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 please. I know there's going to be trade replies to this. I encourage that. Don't send me ESPN trade machine trades. I don't even acknowledge. It's got to be trade NBA. They're not a sponsor. They should hit us up, but it, it's just it's it's the superior trade machine, folks. It really is. Like it makes everything so much easier. The UI is so much better. It's it's just better. Please, I I will say I have not really seen that many ESPN trade machines. No, Twitter it's anymore. going away. It's going away. Yeah. Well, because it's trash. Like, yeah, exactly. It's so bad. It's not accurate at all. It's just bad. It's it's. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we each have a couple of trades here. I haven't told Ty what mine are. <laughs> I just, I have very brief hints. And I also, so two of these on the sheet behind the curtain here are proposed by Eric Name that we'll discuss as well. Okay. And so, his, his big piece on trades and buyouts mm, and stuff. Which you should all check out. It's very well done. Yeah, yeah. Eric does great work at The Athletic. Okay. Ty, do you want to go first? Yeah, I feel like we should address P.J. Tucker again because I think okay. he is still the name we're seeing the most, at least I am, in terms of like people who – like uh, this is probably who I get asked about the most, right? Like are they going to get P.J. Tucker? Should they get P.J. Tucker? And if you haven't listened to last week's episode with the terrific hosts of Spinsters, Haley O'Shaughnessy and Jordan Liggins, do that because we did cover P.J. Tucker briefly, a little briefly in that one. Um, but go check out that episode. That is a big picture episode. That is timely. That's going to be fresh for like, I would say like through the postseason, like until we're all is said and done. I think that still is going to have a lot of value. And by that point, we'll just have to have Haley and Jordan on again to do another fresh pod for the next several months. But I don't know. I think I talked more about it than you or about him than you last time. But so you, I'll, I'll seed the floor to you. What are your thoughts on PJ Tucker? I feel like the idea of PJ Tucker is better than PJ Tucker. Yeah, like if, 20, 2019 PJ Tucker would be a phenomenal get. When he was when he was on the Suns, I'll say that. And everyone was trying to trade for him. Yeah. Yeah, was that was that 17 18, I think? I think that's even farther back now cuz wasn't he on Toronto in between there too? 
Yes, he got traded from Phoenix to Toronto, if I remember correctly. I mean, l- listen, earlier, any other year, Rockets PJ Tucker would be a pretty good get, especially the first two. I just think it's not that it's it's very ironic to me that everyone's sick of Brooke Lopez and a lot of the same people want to bring in PJ Tucker. Like it's, it's sort of the same story. It's the same, happening. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the only real difference is, is that Brooke has gotten paid. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, sad for PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker really wants to get paid and unfortunately has not uh, in a substantial manner. But like I was saying, the idea of PJ Tucker is better because in an ideal world, you get the rugged defense, you get the actual floor spacing, not theoretical floor spacing that Brooke Lopez provides. And even though it's it's sort of, it's, it's hit or miss, I guess, yeah, yeah. literally, but <laughs> it's coming and going. Uh, but it's, he's just not that player anymore. He's just not that player that contenders are like, oh, we need to get PJ Tucker right now because he's going to add so much to our versatility. He's going to just, every team sort of has like a mini PJ Tucker nowadays. Like in that sort of mold, like you can even say in, like in Milwaukee, you could say Bobby Portis is sort of that role. You could say uh, in like L.A. I'll say the Clippers. Let's say that you could say that Serge Ibaka is their PJ Tucker or Nick Batum even. Yeah, Nick Batum. You could say that uh, for the Lakers. You could say that uh, Montrezl Harrell is their PJ Tucker. Like every team sort of has that role because that's what happens in the NBA when there's a role that's carved out for a guy like PJ Tucker. A couple years back, people tried it. Like teams, they try to find that player in other spots because like there's one PJ Tucker, but there's multiple players who can play that role. So I don't really necessarily think that PJ would be a massive addition to this team especially at what it would potentially cost for Milwaukee. But that's just me. I'm interested to see if he gets dealt, what he ends up actually getting traded for. I think it's going to be a little fascinating. Um, but I just I just don't see it anymore. So it's like he's not playing. He's not like he's barely playing at this point. I mean, he's logged 32 games this season, 30 minutes a night, started all those games. So, like, they're playing him. He's just not really producing. Lowest scoring output since his rookie year when he literally played five minutes a game over 17 games. 36% from the field, 31.4% from three. And not actually that bad, 46% from two, but like not that great either. Um, 1.4 assists, less than five rebounds. You know, Brooke Lopez is actually probably a better shooter than PJ Tucker at this point. And I know, you know, the Rockets are kind of a catastrophe, but... There's some talent there. It's not like it's like it's not like he's the featured offensive option. I mean, they're not all healthy all at once, and and for a while I don't think really any of them have been. But like John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood, friend of Bucks Twitter, Christian Wood, um, the Woodlands, the still Woodlands, alive and well. yes, thriving. Uh, if 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 they tweeted about him before he blew up, they're thriving right now. But I just I don't think he's that guy anymore, and that's that's my number one concern and. You know, it would kind of pain me if the Bucks. I mean, I guess they can't give that much to get off Brook Lopez because they don't have assets. They just really have ass to offer. But um, I guess they couldn't make that bad of a trade. I shouldn't say that because they'll probably prove me wrong if I do. But I just, I don't, like, what did what did Eric mock for this? P- Pat Connaughton, DJ Wilson, and a 2023 second round pick. I would not want to give up Pat Condon to get PJ Tucker. I think Pat Condon this season is a better player than PJ Tucker. You can roll the I don't dice. Think that's a question. 
I don't think it is. Well, it, the the one scenario it, it's not the case, right? Is PJ gets on a better team and he's rejuvenated, and and that's certainly possible. I wouldn't throw away Pat Connaughton, who I think has been a fine role player this year, on determining if that's the case. Like, I just, I don't think it's worth it. Not to mention DJ Wilson, who like I don't think has real value, but I think there's some somewhat interesting trades you can figure out with DJ Wilson as the main salary piece at the very least, since he's like just not playing and he makes, a, I don't want to say substantial, like 4.5 million is not a ton, it's but substantial for Milwaukee. Yeah. For Milwaukee, it actually is. It's like one of their very few salary building blocks. So like if you do this deal, you also lose another roster spot. I don't know how they're going to fill that. I mean, they, I guess they'd have some more money to spend, but I, I don't think it's, I personally, I wouldn't do that. And I don't see a trade, for PJ Tucker, that makes a lot of sense, unless you're literally just flipping Brook Lopez for him. I don't even know if I want to do that. I mean, I guess you get off future salary and that makes it worth it, but I don't think PJ Tucker is an answer to the Brook Lopez problem for Milwaukee. So if they do that deal just to, you know, open up future cap, fine, I guess, but they better have a center to bring in because that's going to be bad. It's going to get bad pretty Jokic. fast. Sure. Yeah. Jokic works. I'd, I'd be okay Jokic. with that. <laughs> I'm speaking it into existence. I like um, it. Yeah, completely agree. It's just, it's it's not really super feasible and not really super worth it at its feasibility, if that makes sense. Agree. <sighs> okay. Do you, uh, you want to give, do you want to, throw me another name for you. Wayne Ellington. Okay. Talk I like me this into one. Wayne Ellington. Point number one, his b-ball ref nickname. Are you aware of this? I am not. I'm excited though. The man with the golden arm is. I didn't know Wayne Ellington was like a James Bond character. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with. Uh, they're they're a fan of Quibi. Oh my god! That's a deep cut. That's a great <laughs> reference, Rohan. Quibi. Oh, laughing at Quibi got me through some dark weeks in the pandemic. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. That clip. Was it Rachel Rachel Brosnahan? I don't know how to say her name. Sorry, Rachel. She won a Golden Globe, I think. Or an Emmy, something. for Not for that. Not for that. <laughs> for Mrs. Maisel. It's Mrs. Yeah. Maisel is, is the, the character she plays. Is a woman with a golden arm who's obsessed with her golden arm. And it's like literally killing her. And she's like, I won't give up my golden arm. And it, it does kill her, right? Yeah, she dies. The golden arm gets her. No one can talk her out of it because she loves it so much. This is literally... An allegory for butt and drop coverage. Okay. There okay. you go. Maybe Quibi was onto something. Anyway, Wayne Ellington is like actually still playing pretty damn well. Uh, he's in Detroit, 28 games played, 24 starts. So he's like playing a good amount, but only 23 minutes per night. 54% from the field. Or sorry, 45% from the field. 53% from two. 43% from deep on six and a half attempts a game from three alone. 10 points in just 23 minutes. Like a legitimately useful bench shooter. I know it's not the number one need for the Bucks necessarily, but I don't think it would hurt to add one, especially. So this is, again, this is the other Eric name um, fake trade in here. DJ Wilson and a second. I would do this one like without a moment's notice for sure. Yeah. That's that's an easy one. If Milwaukee if Milwaukee gets offered that, that's that's you gotta. That's, I would, yeah, do it yeah, today. You have to. <laughs> and plus the teams have history, so you know. yeah, things usually get done. 
So, but yeah, I completely, it would be, it would be a massive addition to the rotation. It's just, it's more insurance more than anything at this point, because you might run into a log jam realistically at like the two or the three, because that's what's going to happen if you get Wayne Ellington. Right. But that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Like, because you, if Bud is going to be the type of coach that really realistically just goes with the hot hand, it's better to have multiple options than just like, three i mean given they they have a solid rotation right now but you're just getting more insurance policies let's say someone gets hurt or something during a playoff series and then you're stuck with someone who's you know not doing that great you just it's just backup it's just insurance policy you can never be too careful plus he's actually a very valuable contributor so that's a home run deal for milwaukee yeah i mean it's i think this was said a lot during the offseason when the bucks came together with this new team construct that was so much thinner than past years although we kind of probed that, and was it really that much thinner? I don't know if it was, but in this COVID season, hopefully the last COVID season ever, I'm going to speak that into existence, it never hurts to have more useful players. And I think like Wayne Ellington is probably, what would he be, like the third best shooter on the team at work, or fourth, I guess? Somewhere, yeah. somewhere. I mean, by, technically Bobby Portis is number one in percentage, and then there's Bryn Forbes and Chris, yeah. and then it's Wayne. Yeah, he's probably a better. He's definitely a better shooter than Drew. So, yeah, yeah. So I think like you can always find a rotation spot for guys like that, and then maybe then maybe you get back to a spot where Pat Condon is more of a hot hand guy, like co role with Wayne Ellington, and I think that might be a more comfy spot for Pat. Although he has played pretty well. Yeah, and you can even slide down Pat even more, like we've seen him play a lot of backup four. Yeah, which has worked wonders this season. So you can just you have more flexibility as well. Whether that's utilized or not is up for debate, but <laughs> you will have the option. The last thing about this is it also frees up like two and a half million dollars in cap space, which means, so this is something we'll get to in the buyout section. The Bucks actually have to sit out the buyout market for a while unless they do make a move like this because they can't sign a minimum veteran until April 7th or 8th-ish. And the trade deadline is before that. Buyouts usually happen before that. The Bucks can't do anything unless they open up space until like basically mid-April. Yeah, buyouts don't they usually happen after the trade deadline? They do, but um, I think the issue is, I mean, it's like they can happen. I mean, one already happened, right? Blake Griffin to the Nets. Yeah. Fair. Which is wild. Should we talk about that? I guess. Maybe. I have some. Uh, takes. We, we'll save it for the buyout. We'll save it for. The- Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Who do you want to talk to next? You. Uh, oh, but- <laughs> who do you want to talk about next? <laughs> uh, so I have a three-team trade lined up as my first trade. Okay. So incoming to Milwaukee, Reggie Jackson. Oh. And Victor Oladipo. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's that's the kind of reaction I was looking for. So going to the Rockets would be Brooke Lopez, Luke Kennard, and DJ Wilson. And uh, the Clippers would get DJ Augustine and some draft uh, compensation in there. So let's talk about the Bucks' perspective from this. Reggie Jackson <laughs> and Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is obviously the main draw here. He is a free agent after the season. He is most likely probably going to end up in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's been you know, just everything. aggressive flirting via reporting with between those two. 
yeah yeah it's it's getting it's getting to like pda levels yeah it's kind of gross it's that gross couple <laughs> in high school where you're like really yep before like calc this. i didn't take calc i love i love calc um classic rohan tie difference on display here go on but <laughs> but victor oladipo even though he's not performing up to his you know normal levels i will say or his prime levels that we've seen in indiana with the Houston Rockets this season, he's, uh, you know, started 15 games, putting over 30 minutes a game, you know, putting up, putting up decent, decent numbers. Like he's just a shade under 20 points a game, shooting 31% from three, which is, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not great, but he's never really been like an insane knockdown three point shooter, you know, almost like 45% from the field. It's all right. He does bring a sort of, dynamism to the two guard role that we've been clamoring for Dante to have this entire season. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're not wrong there. I think the, uh, the Dante doubters are uh, feeling good about their, pers- their, their perspective. I think on that, I don't think I really need to make the case for Victor Oladipo being a better starter than Dante. No, DiVincenzo, I, so. I, I kind of laughed when you started to say, let's do it from the Bucks point of view. Cause like, like I, I don't I don't think you need to sell it to Bucks fans. I think you get rid of Brooke Lopez and DJ Augustine to get Victor Oladipo. It's like I think everyone's just in on that one. Like immediately. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I guess we can move on to the feasibility of this. Houston just they don't they they don't care. They honestly don't care anymore. I doubt they're probably gonna resign him. They even though they offered him like the 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 fake extension. He's which the MJ at turning down extensions. He will never sign an extension. It's okay, but to to his credit, that's not a real extension. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, this is—I don't want to get too deep into this because it's not that relevant to the pod. But like, I don't think Victor Oladipo is going to command as much money as Victor Oladipo thinks he's going to. I think he's going to get it. Max? Maybe not a max. Maybe not a max. I was going to say that's that's a whole lot. Yeah, but this is—I don't know—that's not the Bucks' problem. This is no. a hired gun addition. True. Uh, it might. I mean, I think I, I feel like everyone they trade for, they're going to try to extend at this point. Because there's not really any other. It doesn't matter. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here. But I doubt they would. It's not really feasible, one. And you just got to yeah. go for it. You just got to go for it at this point. But yeah, I was talking about the feasibility. The Rockets, I don't think he's in their long-term plans. Like we said, he's probably going to Miami. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Houston can get something from him. I included the Clippers in here because I needed to get uh, the money to match up because uh, Oladipo does make uh, you know twenty one million dollars, and I thought the Clippers, you know what, they really do need a point guard. <laughs> they, they need a point guard uh, that's better than Reggie Jackson. Uh, the Bucks, they get off of their fresh DJ Augustine signing, which is already looking a little, a little questionable. Too- a little questionable. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers get a point guard and they get some draft assets. Like, uh, they're already not pay- playing Luke Kennard, even though they just paid him. Like, he's not playing for them. He's not in their rotation. And the for- thing about Luke Kennard is I don't think he's very good. I think that's the issue with Luke Kennard. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I think that's but the they long did and the just short extend him yeah, for yeah. some reason. But I don't know. The Rockets, they can handle this sort of money. They can flip Luke Kennard if they really want to. DJ Wilson is DJ Wilson. He's just salary filler. Brooke Lopez is just... You could probably sell him to a contender. See, I, I think the issue with this is it's such a... I think it's a really bad trade for the Rockets. 
Yeah, that's fair. I think they need they... to get like multiple picks to take on Brooke Lopez and Luke Kennard, who like it's really hard to look at a contract as anything but an albatross if it was signed by a team like four months ago or however many. I don't know. Time isn't real. Five, six months ago. And it's a four sixty four nearly around there. Yeah. And they're just like not playing him. And it's not like they're a crazy deep team. I mean, we already talked about Reggie Jackson. He stinks. Uh, Pat Beverly's not looking the spryest. Like Nick Batum has started a lot of games for them. They have Marcus and Morris well. too. Played yeah, well. Nick Batum's been good. Nick Batum kind of took Marcus Morris's job, which is kind of objectively hilarious. But like all this going on, and they're just like Luke Kennard, just please don't play. It's just, I think they're kind of stuck on that one. Um, taking on him and Brooke Lopez after the seasons those two guys are having, I think that's a lot to ask for Houston, but. If they're optimistic and thinking that they can get value out of those guys and flip them, maybe it makes sense. But I think, I think there's going to need to be a first round pick head in there. Plus, you don't have to deal with the the fan uh, sort of thing element if you don't re-sign him because then you get nothing for James Harden. You get absolutely nothing if he leaves in free agency. Well, they got a bunch of picks. Yeah, I know. I I feel you. I feel you. I, I I listen. If that trade happens, I'm in love with that trade. I like Oladipo enough. To, I mean, if you get him for that, you know, if you get off two contracts to get an expiring Victor you'd Oladipo, you'd have to you'd have to get all of your second round picks or yeah. whatever draft assets you'd have. You'd have to give them all up. Can we just imply that we're including like three second rounders in some of these deals? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like that. Can I counter? Go for it. I don't have any three teamers, but this is and this is a uh, one of those if then trades, right? So like something else has to happen for it to make sense. Okay. If the Magic actually sell on Nikola Vucevic, so Rare Monkey talked about this in the Discord and said like, what if Boston gets him? How would that change things for the Bucks? And I countered with, well, what if Boston almost gets him? Because that's way more likely. Does that help the Bucks at all? I don't think it does. But if somebody can trade for uh, Vucevic, who they're asking a ton, and they should. Vucevic is a damn good player. He's an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bucks magic trade. Orlando gets Brooke Lopez, DJ Wilson, and X number second round picks. Bucks get Terrence Ross and James Ennis. I think like Terrence Ross is someone who I'm actually pretty high on. Like I think he's just – the guy just makes shots. And whether you have him as a sixth man – or as like a starter who maybe plays more with bench players so he can just get shots up. And then you get like way more minutes of Giannis, Chris, Drew together, which is never a bad thing. And Terrence Ross kind of keeps your bench units alive, whether he's a six man or the fifth starter. And James Ennis, I just feel like he's – I know they fought, so it's kind of a weird analogy, but like he's Marvesque to me. Like steady, tough, vet, big wing, trust him on defense, probably going to make some threes. Might not, might not make some threes, but – He's, you'll play him. He's a he's fine. He's a fine forward, and it helps the money to work. So this is another trade where the Bucks actually gain a little bit of cap space, but only like four hundred and forty-five thousand. I mean, it would let them use their roster spot earlier. But what are your thoughts on this? I actually like that trade. I like that trade a lot. I thought about that when putting some of these trades together. Terrence Ross has uh, proven to be a Bucks killer. So if uh, take if the option fire, away, yeah. If you take Terrence Ross away, he can't be a Bucks killer unless it's the other way around. And now I just really scared myself. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> this has not worked for the Bucks before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in theory, in theory, aside yeah. from just the the 
just torment of being a, a follower of the Bucks <laughs> and just constantly being paranoid about these things. That is a good trade. That is a let very me, good let trade. me counter. Let me counter with one. I have a counter. Oh, okay. Is it is it Terrence Ross? No. Oh, can I counter with another version of this trade? Yes. Would you do it if maybe I don't know? Take out one second round pick. Who cares? It's they're not real money. And DJ Wilson and insert Dante. Would you do the trade? No. Dante and Brooke Lopez for Terrence Ross on a three-year deal and expiring James Ennis. No. No, I, I think would, Dante has more value than that. You would? I would, I would think about it. Okay. I would think about it. I would think about it. Okay. It's listen, Dante does have value, and that's like that's what makes Dante kind of essential for a lot of these deals. It really depends how you feel about Terrence Ross. I don't know if I'm I would have to really dive deep, I think, on Terrence Ross to for sure say that I would do that. Especially he's only 34% from three this year. So like he's a bucket, but maybe not the bucket the Bucks need. But I do think like this, uh, I don't know. He gives you That's just different stuff than Dante. the war chest for Terrence the Ross. War chest. The, the war chest is Dante. The, I mean, <laughs> it, if I wrong? the young core to the war chest, new role. <laughs> I mean, like, that's all they have. I know. I know. I don't think You're I would do it. I don't think I would do it. Yeah. I mean, you can't You can't do that for Terrence Ross. You do. You get off Brooke is the other part. That's the other that's aspect true. of the trade. That's you true. get off Brooke Lopez. But I, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't think so. Okay. Can I give my counter? Yeah, yeah. Counter. So same same assets I play for Milwaukee, but you're getting a different player. Okay. So it's uh, Brooke Lopez and DJ Wilson. Evan Fournier. Oh, hell yeah. I now now maybe I would throw in Dante. Yes, that's where yeah. I was heading here. Yeah, Evan Fournier is good. Just don't Google his last name. No, just yeah, just don't in general. Um, I I will say, please don't tweet me this. Uh, I have not Googled it, and I refuse to. Yeah, I won't either. Um, Fournier over the last two seasons, eighteen and a half points a game, thirty nine percent from deep on healthy volume, fifty two percent from two. 3.3 rebounds, 2.7 or 3.3 assists, 2.7 rebounds, just over a steal. Okay, I think you might have won me over on this one. And he's expiring. So I saw today, I think Keith Smith tweeted this, kind of a gauge of where Orlando's at on their guys. He's probably the most available out of Vucevic. He's obviously the most not maybe not obviously, but he's the one they value the most. Then it's kind of like AG and Terrence Ross kind of similarly because they're both locked up at least. And then Fournier, who's expiring, I guess they don't maybe anticipate keeping him. Um, but actually, yeah, I doubt. I think he could get a bigger deal, or like maybe not necessarily a bigger deal, but a better deal on like a team that can actually go somewhere in the playoffs. I'm kind of obsessed with this now. I think Evan Fournier. It's like sort of the baby version of the Oladipo trade. You get. I think it's they, better. It might be. I think it's way better. I think he fits get, a lot better. You you lose you lose a bit of the dynamism that I was talking about which, that you get with, yeah you do, I don't you know really you know. do. I don't. I think you do. I said I, I liked Vic. You. Apparently I don't. Apparently I don't like Vic that much. If 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 this I mean, is where like, I'm at, on. come on, like Evan Fournier is not as sort of dynamic off the dribble as Victor Oladipo. Okay, sure. <laughs> that's, but he's that's more, all I'm saying. He's more dynamic behind the three-point line, though. Yes, he is. And does that matter? Is that what Milwaukee needs? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. So then Evan Fournier would very much shore up your starting lineup here. So then your starting lineup would be Drew Holiday, Evan Fournier, Chris Giannis, Brooke, 
Uh, no, it wouldn't. Um, it would be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'd have to figure that part out. But yeah, which we will talk about. Yeah, um, I'm okay figuring that out though. Like, I think that now your core four is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's the. That is the team to beat. In that's 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 not. I'm obsessed with this now. Do you know how old Evan Fournier is? I feel like people think he's older than he is. It might be the hair. Thirty-two. Twenty-eight. What? Evan Fournier is twenty-eight years old, man. Came over when he was 20, played two years in Denver. He's been in Orlando for such a long time. I think that age is a player. But, like, yeah, this is his age 28 season. He doesn't turn 29 until October, so after the season. That's perfect. And I, like I would I was pay saying, him. He, I would yeah, pay him. You could, yeah, you could re-sign him because he'd want to pro- presumably play for a contender. Uh, so you just get that out of the way. He would he would really add to your core four. I Do really you, like this. Is this a salary saver, too? Uh, let's see. Is I'm pulling this up now as we as we talk. I'm, I'm modifying my trade. DJ Wilson, stay. So Can't quit on you. It is it is a salary saver. But you kind of you probably have to acquire a player. Well, I guess you could just leave a spot open and sign two guys. You could bring back MCW. I wouldn't hate that. You know what I would really like to do, actually. What? Way more than that. I'd love to snag Kem Birch. I was thinking that, and I don't, think, good. I don't think Matt Orlando would really do that in a throne, or maybe they would. Uh, John Hammond is a little gift to Milwaukee. Who knows? Ken Birch would be a solid. Do they solid play Ken Birch? I, I 20, yeah, he's their backup center, 20 minutes a game. Yeah, I don't watch enough Orlando Magic. I, that also makes the salaries a little tougher. Yeah, you shouldn't, but. Um, well, you, you get Ken, Bur- Ken Birch is sort of like your. Sort of de facto center, I guess, as a backup center, maybe. Depends on how you shore up the starting lineup after you get rid of Brooke Lopez, because presumably all of the trades we've discussed include Brooke Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> so you you need to figure something out there. And if you can get Ken Birch, who's an Ooh. actual quality NBA center, you can do you gotta do it. Here's the deal right here. A okay. reunion. Ken Birch, Dwayne Bacon, Evan Fournier for eleven hundred second round picks. Dante, Brooke Lopez, and DJ Augustine. Send him home. Orlando loves running it back. Yeah, yeah, they do. I with, don't with a verbal agreement to trade back Evan Fournier when he becomes washed. They can have him back later too. <laughs> um. Yeah. Why not? Nature That's is actually, healing. Can you can you say that trade again? Uh. Yeah. So Fournier, Ken Birch, and Dwayne Bacon. For DJ Augustine, Brooke Lopez, and Dante DiVincenzo. That's a good trade. That is a good and trade. And the Bucks shed $730,000 in salary. Which would let you sign a player right away. ASAP, yeah. And actually, you could offer a little bit more, too, which would be nice. I think, I believe. Um, no, nah, you can only sign players for the minimum, right? Oh, Cause they're oh yeah, because they're over the cap. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. Um that's it's a, a that's a solid trade. It's a sixty win. It's a sixty win swing according to Trade NBA. So the Magic should get on this quickly. Makes them thirty 60. wins better. They're gonna dominate the second half of the year if they okay, make this Trade deal. NBA. We hyped you up. You might need to adjust. <laughs> you might it's, need to adjust your models a little bit. It's it's they're just using Pippum. It looks like so. We got to talk to Pippum about that. We got to talk okay. to Cranjus. Yeah, shout out Cranjus. Shout out um, Cranjus. Yeah. Somehow we've managed to do a lot of Orlando Magic trades here. We have. And I'm starting to scare myself a little because the Magic aren't good. 
No, and this actually gets into something I wanted to talk about, which right. is like my guide to developing a good trade machine trade. Tell me. It's very simple. It's like a scientific law. This is how this should work. Team one is a good team, a very good team, or at least a good team, a playoff team. A buyer. Yes. Yeah, it's like science. It's like electrons and protons. Yeah. Yeah, neutrons are the one that just chill. Um, They're neutral. Exactly. Team one, good team, buyer. And then team two, you got to go to the bottom of the standings in each conference. Like what teams stink? Like they can't even lie to themselves and convince themselves that they're going to be a play-in team. The issue with that in the East this year is that the whole East sucks so bad that even Orlando, currently in 14th, is like three wins away from 10th, which is a play-in spot. So they might still be trying a little bit. Um, If they were smart, they would like absolutely tank and try to get a superstar right now because without Isaac this year, they're just they not going to do anything. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, the Pistons are a good example too, but they just don't have that much stuff that you want. So like the Magic are a great one to look at. I have a Cavs trade. They're pretty low in the East. And I don't think they really expect to go for that play-in yet this year. They, they need Cade Cunningham not to get destroyed in one game by the Raptors or something. The other conference is tougher though. Like I guess the Kings. Do you have any Kings trades? I do. Oh, okay. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see how you get Harry B over here. Dang it, Ty. <laughs> Look at me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel like one of the the bottom of the – some of the bad conferences or some of the bad teams are just so so bad you don't even want to take from them. Yeah, it's just – it's it's that logic where it's like if you if your team is that bad, why do you want their players <laughs> sort yeah. of thing? But that gets – that's just not how the NBA works. Did you <laughs> formulate a Wolves trade? I did not. It's just nothing. I mean, I'd like what, Malik what Beasley. You, yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna trade him. I don't think, though. No. <laughs> After his suspension, like I have no interest in Rubio. No interest in D'Lo. I mean, they just can't get D'Lo. I would take Towns. I don't think they're gonna trade Towns. <laughs> probably not. I mean, maybe. You know, no. I could probably I could cook him an Ed Davis trade if I was really feeling it. Uh, that might be a that might be a I'm super super bored on like a Wednesday afternoon. DJ Wilson for Ed Davis, send it in. Why not? I don't think the NBA would process that transaction. They'd be they'd ask both teams like why, why? are you doing this? Why, yeah, what was what the point happening? of this? Are you guys okay? Did we get hacked? <laughs> Did someone else <laughs> fax this in? Like, why is this an actual transaction we have to log? I think Actually, Josh. I'm talking. I'm talking myself into Ed Davis now. Yeah, everyone likes Ed Davis, but I don't – yeah. Josh Okoge is like first team All-NBA. I enjoy enjoying this player, but probably wouldn't enjoy them on my team. Yeah, they're like the uh, – I can't think of anyone. I Josh thought if Okoge. I said I can think – Yeah, I thought, I, thought if, I thought if I said it, I could think of someone, but then I didn't. Uh, oh, well. Just, yeah. Okay. Ty, what's your what's your next trade? You teased a Cavs trade. Let's see. Yeah, I did. I want to go there next. Um, this one is going to annoy people just because of one particular player who's involved, but I, I just kind of had to make it this way. The Bucks trade Brooke Lopez, DJ Wilson, bunch of second round picks, and Sam Merrill. I know. People are going to be mad. People are going to be mad. I get it. And especially the return is not even inspiring. Um, Matthew Dellavedova, JaVale McGee, and Jetty Osman. So here's the thing with this trade. You get off Brooke Lopez, which I think yes. like 
we're at this unfortunate point where that is like now just a win. Like if you can do that, it's a good thing. Um, you get your before you before you go sure. on. I will. Can I say to Bucks fans, uh, freeing up Brook Lopez, like his contract does not equate to cap space. Oh yeah, no, they're they're not going to have cap space for a long time. Ever again. Yeah, <laughs> as long yeah. as Giannis is here, not no as long space. as they're competitive. Yeah, it's not going to. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, but it's still useful to do. I know. I just it. wanted. To, I just because yeah. I know we're going to be like. Oh, we're going to get off Brook Lopez. Oh, does that mean they can sign X and X? No. No, it does not. They'll probably get a better exception. That's the Fair. one thing. Okay. They might there get they might get a better mid-level. That's the one thing. But yeah, no, they never they like if it's a player who's going to make like 20 million dollars, they're not going to unless they take a big bargain, they're not going to sign that player. Um, but it does restrict you to have players who make a lot who just can't play to close games anymore. So you get JaVale, who I think honestly is like a perfectly fine start him and play him 18 minutes a game center. I think that's what he is now. And I think he's actually yeah. pretty solid at that. I wouldn't close him with games either, but he's making $4.2 I mean, million. He's a three-time champ now? Yeah. JaVale McGee, world champion, baby. Two uh, or three. Did he win two? I think two. One? I think one with the Warriors, one with the Lakers. Okay. But he makes $4 million this year and then is a free agent. So um, your books are clear there. Delhi, like literally just salary. I don't think he – he might retire. Like he's had some big concussion issues. So best wishes to Delhi. He is salary in this trade. And then Jetty Osmond who – Yeah. And I think – did I say four second round picks? That might actually be too much for this. Um, yes, it would. Yes. It it's, would. it's way too much. Maybe maybe none. Because Jetty's not a great contract, it doesn't look like. They kind of signed him to four years – it's around eight-ish million per year, so less than Brook annually, but a year longer. But he's much younger, and it's just like supposed to be a shooter who's shooting thirty-three percent from deep this year, still scoring eleven points per game. Like he's kind of a useful wing. He does some stuff, but that, that's why I think that's why it kind of makes sense for both sides because both teams could kind of be like, you take this guy who we're not super thrilled with, we'll take that guy who you're not. It's like the change of scenery kind of trade, and plus like. You know, the Cavs get DJ Wilson, Sam Merrill, and a second-round pick or whatever, and they get rid of a bunch of guys who, I mean, just speaking frankly, are probably not going to be factors as they look to build around Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, and whoever they draft this year. Hopefully oh, and Okoro. Okoro is good, too. Yeah. Can I simplify this for you? Sure. I'm surprised. I'm honestly really surprised that this wasn't your trade because you've mentioned this trade before. Oh, this trade? Sure. DJ. Yeah, I like that trade, too. I mean, like, it just gets rid of a lot of moving parts. I mean, given you don't get off of Brooke Lopez's contract. Yeah. But if you, if you sh- like, solely just want JaVale, I feel like this could get done because he's probably, like, if he doesn't get traded, he's just going to get bought out. Yeah. Like. And that's where I think we mentioned earlier in this pod, the trades and buyouts will kind of bleed together. So, like, anyone will trade DJ Wilson and a second-round pick or whatever for is, like, obviously someone we'd also like to see them buy out or uh, sign after being bought out, I should say. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of like you need to get the player, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like Javale would be a great <laughs> option at center, realistically, because he's proven. Like I, this is wild. Shout out to Javale McGee, man. Completely turned around. Turned his whole he, career around. Feuded with yeah. Shaq and won, and then oh, feuded yeah. with public perception and won. Yeah, and now he's just got the rings to prove it. Maybe he can go and get one more. That's what I'm saying here, Ty. He's proven that he can be like a valuable contributor off of like a second unit. And like he know he knows what he's supposed to do on the court. He knows exactly what his role is. He's not gonna try to do anything like out of his bounds or anything out of his reach. He's not gonna be like 
demanding the ball or anything or trying to make highlight plays on defense or anything. He's going to he's going to play to himself. He's going to play within the style of the team. He's just going to he's going to go out there and produce for you. We love that. Yeah, that's that's all the Bucks really need from their center right now. Yeah. It would it, be kind of a breath of fresh air. Because you, I feel like the Bucks, they're trying to maybe make a roster where it's like every single position is like, oh, this player can do this and this and that. Yeah, specialists. Yes. We've seen that sort of trend away this season for good reason. And it's paying off, we're seeing in terms of like, you know, offense and defense and sort of the schemes that they can play. It's paying off. This is sort of, you know, the epitome of that. You get rid of like your floor spacing big in Brook Lopez and you bring in JaVale McGee and it might be an upgrade for you. Well, you wouldn't get rid of Brook in this trade. You have to do a different trade. Well, yeah, but, no, I'm talking about your yeah. trade. Your trade. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I love my trade that much. Um, it might just be, you know, what do they say? Like going around, going around the block to get next door or whatever it is. I guess it wouldn't really be that. I don't know if it's that helpful to the Bucks. And you're really tied to Jetty Osmond for a little while, though you could probably just get rid of him fairly easily, like a Tony Snell kind of trade. But I wouldn't want to give up a a bad first-round pick probably to do it. So maybe I wouldn't like that part of it either. I don't know. I think the Cavs just make sense as someone to trade with as kind of a, you know, oh, we're stuck here in the cellar again team. But there might just not be that I mean, I think JaVale is really the guy, right? Is there anyone else in Cleveland that you'd want to go for? They can't put the pieces together for Andre Drummond. No chance. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of his. I'm not I, a huge I'm fan of his. I'm starting to. I'm. I'm starting to talk myself into it a little bit. But it's just. It's not feasible. It's not no. possible. Yeah. He's also not going to get bought out. He might. If Blake got bought out, anyone can get bought out. Yeah, but Blake also gave back like fourteen million dollars. Oh yeah, I could see Andre Drummond doing that too. He's not made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. He's also like not even 30 and he's not going to sign a big contract again. We'll see about that one. Regardless. Okay. Yeah. But that's JaVale's the really, really the only Cavalier, like you were saying. Yeah. I've I've seen Jared Allen trade. It's not, that's not happening. They love Jared. No, not a chance. They should. He's perfect for them. Yeah. Torian Prince. I'm actually a little interested in Torian Prince, although I've, I've kind of taken a lot of shots at Torian Prince. I would, I'd be interested if it, if it worked out. I mean, you could straight up the salaries work. You could trade Brooke Lopez for Torian Prince. I don't know why Cleveland has any interest in doing that, but that's a legal trade. Sure. Uh, that might be again, like an NBA transaction. Like what, what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yes. I like I like Larry Nance a lot. I don't think you're getting. Oh, they're not. No chance. Cleveland is not trading Larry Nance. They're, I would they're listening Larry. now. They're listening to offers now. Are they? Is that yeah, but I I think you got to pay that. Like he grew up here and actually loves it here. Tax, and I don't think the Bucks can afford to do that. I don't think they can. I don't think they could pry him away. I don't want him to. I don't want to see. Yeah, him I kind of want him to stay. I kind of want him to be yeah. a cab forever. Great, he's doing great stuff over there. He's he's a legend already. He was a yeah. legend before he was even like a basketball player there, and now he's just it's come full circle. It's wild. Shout very out to happy. Larry Nance. Very happy for Larry Nance. 
Are we are we done with Cleveland trades? Yeah, that's enough Cleveland. So let's see. Let's kind of it, it makes a little sense to look at teams. So we looked at Orlando, right? We looked at Cleveland. Do you have any Detroit stuff? I guess we did Wayne Ellington. Yeah, that's Detroit. I don't have any. I don't think they'll give up Svi for anything that the Bucks would offer. I don't think Svi has really that good. I mean, I would certainly trade DJ Wilson for him and shave a few million and get someone who maybe can shoot, but Fair. I don't know if I don't know if the Pistons are interested. Delon Wright, I'm I'm almost interested, but like he's just kind of another point guard you don't really trust defensively that much. So I don't know if it's eh, it might be worth it. Eh, I don't we don't know. we don't have to talk about the Pistons anymore. <laughs> we can't even sell ourselves on on some of these guys. Should we go to um, Sacto? Yes. Do you? I don't have a trade ready for Sacto, so you can go ahead with so, yours. We, you already, you already hit it. It's, it's Harrison Barnes. It's how are you making the money work here? I'm excited for this. It's the, it's the Oladipo trade. Oh, I see. So it's, like, it's, it's literally the exact same trade. So is, is the Clippers are the Clippers are here? Yes. Huh. So you get Reggie Jackson and Harrison Barnes for uh, Lopez. Kennard and DJ going to the Kings, and then the Clippers are getting Augustine plus like a draft pick. I would love it if it happened. Yeah, I mean, like the Kings, they're like the one team in the league that actually has like salary cap space this year that you can just like dump contracts into. Two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's like, it's, I mean, like, come on, that's that's a lot for the league these days. Yeah, yeah, but, that's more than most and, teams. Like, the Kings are also, like, they have to realize at this point that they're not really going anywhere with the current construction. Like, you have to build around Fox and Halliburton, Oshkosh Legend, uh, yes. Tyrese Halliburton. So, you just you just have to go all in. You can't really get anywhere right now with Harrison Barnes on your team. Like, he's, you're not going to make, like, a playoff run, which is where he would be really, really valuable, which is why teams are looking to get Harrison Barnes right now. Uh, like, the Celtics are always, almost going to get him. Uh so <laughs> it's fine. Um, the good. only problem here is that Harrison Barnes makes like $22 million in his yeah. multi-year contract. It's tough. He has like one more year plus an option, which I'm sure he's going to take. Oh yeah. It's $60 million. And he, I don't think he's a buyout option for the same reason. There's just yeah, so much there, money there. There's a lot of money there, which is the only real hesitation here because you have to commit to that money. And like, Again, it's possible. It is a legal trade. It's just you're going to be like $50 million over the cap for like eternity. Yeah. And who knows if like maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe that's fine. If you get a ring, who cares, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Harrison Barnes would be really good on this team. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not. I, I just I think it's tough for anyone who makes that much just because of the way the Bucks salaries are set up. They have a credit and a debit account. Um or no, it's checking in the savings. That's the joke. Um, yeah, I, I would love to get Harry Barnes. I think he'd be a perfect Look, four. We were just we were just talking about Pat Connison playing the four. Yeah, this would be much better than that. <laughs> like the Nassus would be out of the rotation. Like maybe R.I.P. I I feel like that'd be a guarantee. I, I would I would hope so. I, Tory Craig would be way out of the rotation. Unless Tory, they Craig, Tory Craig is going to demand to get waived <laughs> at that point. Probably. He might already. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Different kind of worms. Harrison Barnes is really overqualified for the role he would play in Milwaukee, which is just a sixth man. Yeah, but I think that'd be good for him at this stage in his career. Build up a little build up a little equity. I mean, he's again, he's not that old. He's only 28. Yeah, like he's the same age as Evan Fournier. He's 28. And like he's given his like last finals appearance wasn't the greatest. uh, To say the least. But I feel like that's getting a little overblown. Oh, I agree. I agree. Considering I think a lot of the discourse there is because who replaced him is one of the greatest players to ever exist. Yeah, (laughs) that that does make it tough to, to look great in retrospect. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's it's a it's an unfair comparison for Harrison Barnes, who had proven in the past that hey, guess what? I can be on this team and win a championship. So you that that did happen. He does have a ring with the Golden State Warriors. He's so good. He's good in his role in this stage of his career. He's not going to be like someone who demands shots, like I was talking about. He's not going to be someone who's, you know, sort of playing out of their bounds, like I was talking about with JaVale. But this is just a complete other different level because Harrison Barnes can actually contribute on offense. He's an actual contributor and he will play defense. Yeah. I I would love to get him. I am a surprisingly just a big Harrison Barnes fan. Yeah, I'm we trying talked to- about this before the season. Uh, with the he who should not be named trade, we were like, oh, we can get Harrison Barnes too. That's awesome. I have a maybe cursed trade with the Kings that I just drew up. Oh boy. It might be cursed. I actually I actually think it's quite good. Okay, let's hear it. Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, one second round pick. Who cares? Justin James has to be in there. Just has to be in there for, for legacy's sake. Nemanja Bialica and Rashawn Holmes. Oh, that's a home run. I don't, it might not be enough for Dante. It's probably the issue there. Again, yeah. it's the same issue. That's the one thing. Um, maybe you, could maybe do you it, don't throw in a pick then. Or you could do it with DJ Wilson and save even more money. Maybe that, that might make more sense. You're not really getting a centerpiece back. Although Rashawn Holmes has looked really damn good and he is younger than he's not even 28 which is like the age of everyone else in this podcast and i think bielitsa is a really interesting option for the bucks uh he could be a buyout guy too that i would welcome rashawn holmes oh rashawn holmes is actually 27 he's almost 28 um but he's just looked good and i think rashawn holmes would be a fun starter on this team even if he didn't close every game but i just i just think this trade would be awesome like this construct i think dante might be too much let's Let's make yeah, Dante, it. Dante's a little too much for them. Although Brooke Lopez is kind of a negative. That's the thing. It's it's tough. It's it's tough to I d- figure I, out a I'll deal. I'll push back on that. I don't know if Brooke Lopez is like insanely negative value at this point. He's not like he's not an albatross contract, really. No, I but I but wouldn't I, say that. Like, would you would you want to take on Brooke Lopez to get rid of Bielitsa and Holmes, and you also get you know some dumb second round picks and DJ Wilson? I mean, it's better than buying him out. Probably. Yeah, because Bielitsa is probably going to get bought out if he's not traded because he's just just he's just not a player for the Kings realistically anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though he's, he's still on the roster. I but, don't know. I'm, I'm torn on what I would give up to get Bielitsa and Holmes. I was looking sort of around this trade, I will I, say. I don't, th- yeah, I don't think I do, Dante. I think I'm with you. The thing is, I'm just, again... Uh, follow the bucks bucks dad so you know i'm yeah. just getting another uh 
forward who can shoot. Oh, I know. Uh, There's some pain there. There's some pain there. And I'm just, I'm too scared at this point. How about Brooke Lopez in two seconds for Bielitsa and Holmes? Sure. Yeah, that works. It's the I same think. pain as there with the forwards, but I think I would do it. I think I would do that too. I would actually, I would almost see, I would even look at making this a three team and trading Bielitsa somewhere. Cause I'm a little concerned about the curse as well. And like, I, I just want Holmes. I think Rashawn Holmes is rocks. I think he's good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think Rashawn Holmes is good as well. The thing is with Bielitsa, in years past, the Bucks have not really had too many options uh, to go out besides their shiny new forward edition that has not worked out. Yeah, not now at all. they actually <laughs> they they have they have Bobby Portis. That's true. But that, does that make does that make Bielitsa a little redundant though? It could be. It could be sort of like what we we're talking about with uh, with Delon Wright. Delon Wright. No, yeah. what are we talking about? It's not yeah, right. DeLon Wright. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's sort of like it's a luxury. Oh, that's a that's a painful word for Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> uh I, it, the pain came over me as soon as I said it. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of like it's an insurance policy, like I'm saying. Like I talked about earlier. You're getting you're getting a player who if if things are looking bad, you you can you can play them and they can theoretically play. And if you if you don't need to play him, you don't have to. He's used to not playing, so it's fine right now. Hold on, I'm gonna mock Bielitsa to the Jazz because they're. I think oh they'd be all about him. God. I think they'd be all about him. Let's see. <laughs> I can't say you're wrong. Uh, they'd have to give up like Royce O'Neal or Derek Favors. I don't know if they'd do that. No, they're not doing that. Royce O'Neal is their only like stopper. Yeah. Oh well. Maybe but- they give up Favors. I don't know. I don't know how he's looked. I can't say I've paid enough attention to Derek Favors this year. No, nah, they're definitely not going to give up Royce O'Neal for Bielitsa, but no. But again, it's because he's a because he's been linked to being a buyout guy. Teams will just try to wait. Yeah, again, that's fair. Do you want to just do you want to go to buyouts or do you have more trades? I'm out of trades. I'm ready for buyouts. Okay. okay, let's go to buyouts then. Who is your first player that you would like to talk about? Let's close with the most exciting one. Okay. Do you want to talk about? Well, I guess this one's not even really a buyout. This is from names list as well, I believe. Trevor Ariza. He's just chilling, right? He's technically on the Thunder. Oh, is he on? Is he on a team right now? He's on the Thunder still. Yeah, I think he's technically on the Thunder. Oh, you're right. He's just he just hasn't appeared. He's just chilling. Okay, so it would be a buyout. Trevor Ariza. I mean, yeah, no, he's, uh, I was talking about this uh, with the boys over at the Uncontested when I went over there, went went on there after the second OKC game. It was, it was more like we could trade for him theoretically. I think they, I think he's probably someone who's going to get bought out. Like you were saying, like he's going to be a buyout guy. Like there's a chance that maybe someone goes in for a trade because he's like that, that veteran wing who everyone covets at the trade deadline. In theory, like he yeah. fits that he fits that mold, but I do think he's going to be a bio guy, like you've been saying. The fact that he hasn't pulled up at all, I think, hurts the trade. Although, I mean, Iguodala still Iguodala got did it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the, maybe that was the mold. Do you know whose salary he matches just about perfectly? Um, Brooke Lopez. Yep. I'm I don't a little, know. I don't know about that one. No. Okay. So I don't know about that. that one. 
I don't know if I'd do that as Milwaukee. Yeah. Guy's been on the couch. Yeah, that's true. It's probably still have, good. But I think he still I think he still has value. He's just yeah. he's like we were talking about with PJ Tucker. He's just not as good as he used to be. That's I, fine. I, I think he might be better than PJ right now, but it's it's just such a gamble. I guess yeah, it's less which of a is gamble why than PJ. It would have to be a buyout. It would definitely have to be a buyout because like like you just said, it's a gamble. Yeah. You, you can't really take risks that big when you don't have a lot to play with in a trade. So it would have to be a buyout. And I think it would be a good addition. You'd fulfill like sort of the Harrison Barnes role we were just talking about. It's yeah, it all depends if the threes a, a fall, version. I think. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a worse version of that. Yeah. But, but it's you know, much more Harrison attainable. Barnes is better. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely attainable. I think I'm scared of him not getting no nah, he's definitely something's gonna happen to him right he's gonna get traded or bought out because there's no chance they just keep him there for the rest of the season right i don't think so i don't think so i mean the thing about okc is they really have nothing to lose yeah but i think they would buy ariza out i mean at this point they've already paid him probably like six million of this 12 million so if i mean if he gives back half of what's left he would offset some of it by getting signed somewhere else so like they can get rid of him for like save $3 million and he only loses like $1 million. He still makes like $10 million this year. This could be a pretty, a pretty logical buyout. I think for all sides. Yeah, I think it would. Uh, Cause he's, he's on an expiring and I don't know if they're going to try to make a trade in, in that regard. I'm sure they'll try they get, to, I mean but- like, unless they get like home run value for him. I think they would trade him if they could get anything. They'd probably take it. I just don't think like contenders who let's be honest, those are the teams interested in acquiring Trevor Ariza, right? Like I don't think Cleveland wants him like the Bucks or teams like that. It's just hard to, you know, allocate 13 million ish in salary that you don't need and send it out for a guy who hasn't played since. I mean, it's been a long time. He'd sat out the bubble too for, I mean, not, not, you know, criticizing his decision, but it's just been a while. You haven't seen him play in so long. It's hard to, give up that much salary to get him and whatever it would cost. Yeah, for sure. So that's, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a buy. I think it would be a great addition. I, I think, think it'd it be, be very Marv. It'd be very Marv to me. Yeah. But like I was saying earlier, you have other options too. If things go awry, which yeah. is why I'm happy with like the current roster construction. Uh, but yeah, that'd be a great buyout guy. I completely agree. I like a reason. You know, yeah, he's fine. He's good. He's a good Switch player. Blade. Is that his nickname? On B-Ball Ref it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my one bio guy, like I one bio guy I want to say, uh, I've said this before, Tony Snell. Oh, that would be beautiful. Oh, that's a home run. I really like that. I mean, I don't see like why Atlanta – I mean, I feel like they might try to trade him. It's sort of like the same thing that's going on with Trevor Reza. It's actually like slightly less money, but around the same. Like Tony Snell makes what, twelve million? Is he expiring? He is. Hmm. So it's that same sort of situation. The only problem is that he's starting to play a little. That's the issue is he's been too useful. Yeah. He's one of the league leaders in three point percentage. I think he's number two or number no, I think he's number one. Yeah, I think he might have overtaken. Uh, yeah, we talked Bobby about Portis. this. On, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Was it the stock market episode? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, Tony Snell's one, Joe Harris is two, and Bobby Portis is three. 
which is just bonkers. Um, but Tony's, yeah, he's he's become a little too valuable for the Hawks because they've needed to use him because they just they've been ravaged by everything possible. On Here's that team. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Last two games before the break, the Hawks win both. They beat Miami and Orlando. Here's a guy who started in both of those games, Tony Snell. Here's a list of players who came off the bench in those games. Solomon Hill, Danilo Gallinari in one of them, Okongwu, who that, that may not really the same position, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Snell started over Bogdanovich, Solomon Hill, and Danilo Gallinari in one of these games. A Gallo started in one of them with Tony Snell. But, like, he's actually, like, playing and helping them. And I think they're not – are they – they're in a play-in right now, right? It must be really close if they're not in Barely. One. Barely. They're, I don't think they're selling. Like, they're trying to compete with Trey. They're, they're in 11th. They're, they're uh, half a game out of the 10th seed. So, I think the issue there is they're just going to be like, we actually need this guy. We're not getting rid of him. Yeah. That's why this was sort of like my unrealistic. It was just hopeful. I would love perfect. it. I would love it. It would I think, be perfect because Tony Snow would be like that wing addition that we've been wanting. A perfect backup three. Yeah. He probably wasn't utilized as well as he should have been in his tenure in Milwaukee. Underappreciated. Just one of the pioneers of Bucks Twitter is about Tony Snow. Yeah. So, Shout out Snow season. I so wish it, I get, wish it could happen, buddy. I wish it could happen too. But probably. they're probably more interested in moving on from Bogdanovich than Snow right now. I th- I thought about doing a fake trade with Bogdanovich. I did just, too. Just it's to it's it tough though, isn't it? Yeah, it's really tough. Um, but I guess they figured it out once. They could probably figure it out again. But yeah, hey, I'm I mean, proud of you for not doing that. I know. I thought I I was proud of myself too. I was like, it's personal growth. Like I'm still talking about it, obviously, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't actually do it. Uh, it's we're starting to move on here. Yeah, it's a process. Or are we trust are the we? process? Ah, uh, we might not be. After the trade deadline, if we're doing a Bogdan pod, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're not recording it until. We need like photographic evidence of the trade. We need before. a press conference of Bogdan in a yeah. Bucks uniform. We need more. We need we more do. evidence this time. Yeah, <laughs> we've been hurt before. We have been decimated. Our hearts have been shattered before. <laughs> that is an understatement, Ty. It is. It's true. <laughs> okay, they were uh, shattered. Who's your next buyer? Mike Muscala. Okay. Okay. This I would enjoy this. I know this is. A, I believe you talked to the uncontested guys about him as well. A little bit. Yes. Another one of those guys where, I mean, I'm sure the Thunder would love to get something for him, but if they can't, it might make more sense to just go away, Mike Muscala. It's like a stretch five who can rebound. It's like in scores a bit. He's been actually playing a little bit. He'd be, you know, they'd at least have a backup center if you don't count Bobby Portis as such for some reason or another center. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those where, like, I don't think I'd want to give up much to trade for him i don't know if i'm that interested in mike muscala the dj wilson thing i guess sure why not but if he's available like certainly he'd be a fine 15th guy yeah i can't say i disagree it's you know it would be all right i don't think it would be like a home run addition or anything no it'd be like a it'd be like an arson yeah right? like with even less positional flexibility yeah and plus like no mythos yeah it's like if you wanted another guy like Bobby Portis, but worse in pretty much every way. Yeah. 
basically is the Mike Muscala story. It would be fine. Like, again, these are buyout players. They're not going to be home run players. Like, even Blake Griffin, who we should – let's talk about. Oh, yeah. We said we were going to talk about that. What what happened? What happened to that? We're we're doing it right now. Oh, yeah. You pushed it back. My bad. Yeah. (laughs) So, Blake Griffin, like, he's not an insane buyout guy. Like, he's a name. It's the it's the one there's there I think we might be underrating him a little bit not us but like the the overall we I'm a little worried I'm a little worried the consensus might have gotten too low I don't think like it's not too low I think he can still be if he's like the fifth guy on the team that's yeah. great yeah that's I good, think he'll be useful yeah yeah he'll be useful it's just not like oh my god we're getting pl- uh, prime Blake Griffin out here no. that's not happening. That's not like he's not going to all of a sudden just take a time machine and have like five uh, reconstructive surgeries that don't even exist yet. Like <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. Like people are saying, oh, he's been saving himself in Detroit because he hasn't dunked since 2019. He's going to be out here catching lobs. That's not how it works. And also maybe considered that he hasn't dunked in a game since 2019 because that's not part of his game anymore. Like he made I, like, all NBA with Detroit. He's not coasting. No, yeah, that's that's my thing. Like I think we've seen a lot of Detroit Blake because they've played the Bucks have played the Pistons like ten thousand times over the last three years. I don't it's think every other game. I don't think he was checked out. I just he's just a different player now. Maybe this year. I mean, this year I think he could like I, I don't know if he's as stone footed as it looked in in some of the Bucks Pistons games or Bucks Pistons action, but. Like I, I don't think he's like been coasting for three years. I mean, like you said, all NBA one year. Like he tried hard as hell in the playoffs. I mean, he came back early despite injuries to play against the Bucks. And he he sweeps. was limping in yeah. a playoff sweep. Yeah, like he's not. That's not coasting. No, no. But if if he can even get back to eighty percent of what he was in the first Detroit season, that would be great. I don't know if that's in the cards. I comped it early on to Boogie signing with the Warriors in terms of. Everyone's going to lose their minds, but it's actually going to not be that impactful. But it's going to – like, and there's some people who are like, you know, they'd be better off not getting him. Oh, that's dumb. They didn't have to give up anything. Like, why not try it? But I, I think, like, he's still a good passer. I think that's his main thing now, actually, is that he can pass with size. But I think DeAndre is probably going to be more helpful than Blake in, in most – in pretty much any DeAndre's series. DeAndre is not even that great. <laughs> no, but DeAndre, like, at least is an elite lob threat and, like, glass cleaner. In a yeah. way that I don't think Blake is. But I think, like, you toss Blake out there with, like, one of their starters and some bench guys to, like, move the ball around and flop a little bit and, you know, do do modern Blake stuff. He's just a different player. People are not – people who don't watch the Pistons, which I kind of get, but they, they're just they, – they're not used to seeing this new Blake and just what he is now. And that that's where he's at. If he can hit threes, he might actually help them in playoff series. I'm not – I'm not assuming he will, but he'll have certainly have more spacing now than he's had in quite a while. Probably yeah, ever. And- literally ever. For sure ever. Yeah. Yeah. Literally ever. He gets yeah. uh actually I don't know. He's gonna be back with DJ. So Yeah, but when he had DJ before he didn't also have KD, Kyrie, and Harden. That's fair. Those That's are gonna be fun five man groups. I think you wanna take. Yeah. I think Bruce Brown is ultimately gonna be more helpful than Blake. Oh, that's not a question. Bruce Brown is infinitely more useful for the Brooklyn Nets than 
Bruce Brown is going rules. To... I think that is Bruce like Brown is incredible. I like a lot of what Troy Weaver has done so far. I thought the like I thought Jettison Kennard was smart instead of paying him because I I also didn't really I wasn't I wasn't a firm believer. I wanted the Bucks to steal him, but I did not want them to pay him. I didn't like the Bruce Brown move at the time, and I think it looks really bad now because that guy's just helpful. Yeah. But I get that like. I think Bruce Brown kind of just is what he is, and it probably doesn't matter that much in the long run for the Pistons. But my goodness, has that guy been awesome for Brooklyn? Like a, just a fantastic player. Yeah, he's been he's been everywhere, and he's really benefiting from like playing with three All NBA players. <laughs> sure is. He he knows exactly what his role is. He is like exactly what people who like Josh Okogie, like myself think josh akogi could be someday like that's that's it that's you're uh, really on the josh akogi train that he's actualized josh akogi but the, the issue is with guys like this they don't always want to be actualized josh akogi right and that's like an important distinction that people don't realize is this is the andre drummond issue right like andre drummond physically and like has the skills to do a lot of awesome things but if he played like deandre jordan i think his teams would be way better off than all the stuff he tries to do. Aaron Gordon has this problem. Aaron Gordon wants to be LeBron instead of Draymond. And it's like, it's, it's never worked out for Aaron Gordon. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a, not going to work it's out. My, mindsets matter. And Bruce Brown is like all the way in on like, I am going to live in the dunker spot and like make passes and play defense and steal inbounds. And it's I'm going like, to play insane defense. You need guys like that. You absolutely need guys like that. And Bruce Brown is one of those guys. Yeah. Okay, buyouts. Do you have any more, or should we go to the the wild one? I can you tell me who your wild ones team? Uh, Chicago. I, I oh, okay. So we do have the same one. Auto Porter. Yes. Where did this come from? I don't know, but apparently it's a thing. I like. I'm trying to find the reporting. So for <laughs> what we're trying to say, Otto Porter Jr., who apparently is still on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, it's not played Mike since Feb out. one with lingering back issues. Yeah, that's just uh, we're saving you. Sort of. Is it? I think so because he's he's not really been a massive contributor on their team anyway for the last like two years. Ever since he uh, joined them after signing with the Wiz- re-signing with the Wizards. Yeah, it's just he's not in the cards for their team anymore, especially because they got new management. Uh, it was KOC. KOC is the one who hinted at this. By the way, okay, okay, that's fair. That's reputable. Yeah. So Otto Porter Jr., who makes at the time signed a max contract. How much does he make right now? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven million dollars. Is he on the last year of his contract? I believe it's an expiring now. Yeah. So he might actually get bought out. Given at the time it was an insane max deal. Yeah. <laughs> for the time, and he's a little far removed from that. And like I was saying earlier, he's still like. He hasn't been a big contributor to the Bulls ever since he joined them. And he's just, he's not really been the same shooter he was. He's gotten, he's, his efficiency has come and gone. But, you know, he's still, I still think he can be a useful player. The tools are still there. He has the body for it. He has the shooting for it. You made a, you made a noise. Of- he, like, it's a, he could be a useful player. I mean, like, we thought Marvin Williams was like the home run of buyout home runs. This would be the grand slam of buyouts, I think, personally. I'm tempering expectations because it's Otto Porter. I don't think it's going to happen. But like, as far as buy, I mean, I just think he's good. I think he's all right. I think he's good. I think he's a good player. He's fine. I just, he's never really been in a role where he's had to actually like play winning basketball. 
thing about Otto Porter is 27, 28 years old. That's that's the age range right now. 27 to yeah. 28 year olds <laughs> are the answer. I mean, that's the Bucks timeline, is it not? Yeah, it is. It's it lines up really well, actually. So over the last five seasons, including this one, 49% from the field, 42% from deep, 53% from two, six rebounds per game, two assists, less than one turnover, a steal and a half. So I think he's a good player. I just I like I don't I think, think he's gonna be like an insane addition. Like it's I don't know, he might be. I think you said good. we've never seen him play winning basketball, right? Like sometimes those guys really flourish when I they guess actually. We were just talking about Bruce Brown, Bobby Portis. Yeah, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is a guy who everyone was like, it's probably you know, empty calories guy doesn't do anything. Like can't play defense. He's never been on a team that plays defense. He's no, not you know, prime Joe Noah defensively all of a sudden. But that's like, a comp. Yeah, he's been a winning player though, and I think I could see a same similar thing happening with Otto Porter. I think. I think he could legit end up in the closing five by the end of the season, barring other major moves. I'm that high on Otto Porter. What's the closing five then? I don't know. I know three of the guys, and then I think Otto Porter has a chance to be one of the last two. Okay. I mean, Pat's been closing some games, man. Yeah, and Pat's been good. Pat's been good. I I don't think there's anything Pat's going to be doing better than Otto Porter if they're both on the same team. Like, I think Pat has held up. I think I think a little I think we're asking a little bit too much of Pat at this point. And I think we're asking definitely asking too much of Dante DiVincenzo at this point. I think point. we'd be asking too much of Otto Porter. I mean, at most he's the fourth guy on the floor at any closing okay. lineup. At absolute most. I, yeah. And I guess we can go back to my earlier logic of if you don't think he's paying panning out very very well, you don't have to play him. Yeah, and and like then there's no nothing after this year, so you can just be like. Well, I mean, no, like don't get me wrong. I would love the addition. It'd be a yeah. good addition. I just don't think it would be like earth shattering. I don't know. I almost feel like it could be. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it could be a little. He is expiring. Gonna... He's expiring. By the way, um, he also. Why apparently... don't you think it's going to happen? I don't know. I, I, I well, actually, it might because he's probably not going to get traded, right? Like. No one's no, going to give up $28.5 million in salary. Oh. And apparently, according to SpotTrack, 50% of his annual salary is paid by October 1 per season. So that means the Bulls have already paid out like a lot of this year's contract. So again, he wouldn't have to give up that much to still you know, save them half or whatever's left. Yeah, I don't fair, know. Fair. Maybe it could happen. I think it would be like really good. I'm a I believer in auto. Okay, you're, you're starting to convince me a little bit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it'd be... Just the greatest buyout of all time, which I don't know who is at this point. I, I have not either. done any research into that topic because I just thought of it right now. <laughs> but none of the ones the Bucks have gotten before—that's for sure. No, nope, 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 nope. Wait, I don't disrespect Pau Gasol like that. Oh my god, Bucks all-time legend, still trying to play. He's playing in Spain now, back in the homeland. Oh yeah, him and him and he who shall not be, the other he who shall not be named. Yeah, the Bucks have too many of those. Yeah, uh, they're, they're piling up these days. Um, Steve Novak was he a buy? Was he a buyout? I don't know. I think Steve Novak follows me on Instagram. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, I don't even use my Instagram. <laughs> Steve Novak must be a big Rohan guy because of these yeah. nuggets like this when you you bring up uh. You bring him up. He appreciates that. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, but Otto Porter, I think, would be a great buyout. You're you're convincing me a little bit. I just I'm not I'm not a full believer that he's just like a star waiting in the wings, which I don't think you're saying. No, he's not a star. I, I think a star within his role is what I look at. It. Okay, okay. I think he'd be a good addition. I he definitely the best option available. Easily, I think this would be again. This would be like on the on the level of like teams jockeying for Marvin Williams and then picking the Bucks. It'd be one of those situations. Like there'd be a lot of the Warriors are interested. I don't know if the Warriors really moved the needle for buyout guys anymore, but I guess they're interested. Hey, you know what? They're still on that hangover. You know, if, if he's dying to be on another mediocre middling playoff team with Kelly Oubre, they can make that happen. But otherwise, I don't really see the appeal for for them. <laughs> did you just did you come up with that off the cuff? Yeah, I did. That's that's good. That's if he really right if he really misses losing in the first round with Kelly Oubre beside him, and I mean in fairness, who wouldn't want to be beside Kelly Oubre? Um, Have you seen that man? Just, just good looking, good looking fella, Kelly yeah. Oubre. Um, yeah, I would love Otto Porter. I don't even want to get my hopes up. I feel like they're already up too high. Yeah, I just, I think, I think it could get done. I think the bio could get done, and you know, like people have shown in the bio market that they're gonna. They can and will sign with the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe if the trend continues, maybe not because maybe it's cursed. Uh, yeah. Otto Porter, prove him wrong. That's yeah. all I'll say. Do it. You know, you know what I want to start doing? I want to start asking a big question in the pod that I want people to respond to us with yeah, on Twitter that's good. at the new at the pod Twitter at Eurostep yes. Podcast or or our follow Twitters. It. Yeah, definitely follow it. We're 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 closing on hundred. We got to get to hundred, folks. But here's the question. Did these scenarios that we went through make you more optimistic about the Bucks being able to improve the roster and making a move? Less optimistic, or are, they, are like are we just out of our minds and these these don't even seem possible? Or are you more optimistic about the Bucks' current roster? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good spin. That's a good spin. Yeah, yeah. Are these are these moves possible, and do they make you more optimistic about upgrading, or do they make you feel better about the roster? That's a nice multifaceted I question. I say that because I feel better about the roster now that we've done this exercise. You're like, oh, Mike Muscala, maybe Brooke isn't that bad after all. <laughs> oh, that's what's available. I huh? mean, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's really how I feel here. Yeah. Do we have any other bio guys? Javale um, could. Maybe be a buyer. Uh, yeah. Again. Yeah. Anybody that we want to trade. If you if we want to trade if we want to trade DJ Wilson and a second round pick for a guy, great. DJ buyout Wilson candidate. might get bought up. No, I think they'll trade him to save because if they trade DJ Wilson, I think they could still tuck under the luxury tax. Ah. Uh, this year. Okay. So that's uh, that's why he's that. not getting bought up. That'll, that's why he's not. If getting they bought do out. that sneakily, if they do that so sneakily, I'll be I'll be proud of them. Like if they manage to do it within like a decent move. Yeah. I'm gonna be like hats off to John Morris, man. Just it's, uh, you gotta feel like uh, you know. I don't think general managers duck under the tax just because they feel like it. That's all I'll say. Yep. That's all I'll say for now on that. Um, we've said yeah. plenty, I think, on that topic. Oh, not. Fun we have times. one more segment. Oh yeah. Choose your fighter, and it's my turn. It is your turn. I'm excited. See, I, I think this is a good question. I hope it's a good question. Um, the hardest part is coming up with the answers for it. Like, I have the question. So last week, or not even last week, was it yesterday? I time is I can't keep track of time. When was International Women's Day? Yesterday. 
Was it yesterday? Monday. I thought it was Monday of this week. Okay. So in honor of this week housing International Women's Day. Is it Women's Month too? I yes. think. Is it? Yes. Okay. Well, I was going to say that women need more than a day. It's this. Of course. It's, 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 yeah. Women need a lot. Like every year, every day, every year should be International Women's Day. But, um, so let's say Milwaukee finally gets a WNBA team. What should this team be named? So I think most of the most common mocks, like designs, and I know, um, Oh my goodness, I'm blanking. Who's the designer who does the Ryan great and work? Six. Yeah, Ryan and Six. So he did the Milwaukee Does, right? So that's one option. Mm-hmm. Fits with kind of the every basketball team doing the deer. So the Bucks, the Herd, and now the Does. Should they basically, I don't know how this would work, but just roll with me? Like, should it be the Wisconsin Glow, the team that played in Oshkosh and won a championship last year? So that's a different league, but somehow it transforms in a WNBA team. Or should it, I'll just leave this one open-ended because I couldn't think of a good option. Should it be a third option? Should it be neither of those? Ooh. Oh, I wish I could. Ooh. Coming up with names is difficult. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Like, my thing with the Doe's is I don't hate that name, but I do. It's like, a, it's a little derivative, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my it's, thing with it. It kind of feels, it feels a little forced. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad option. It just, it feels a little forced. I, it's it, like, it would make it, but the other thing with it too is like how much, deer related stuff can you do across three franchises (laughs) it's so many deer yeah really like it it fits with the herd and the bucks because they're the same franchise right and it would probably and i think that's how the ownership for a lot of these teams goes or at least has so far so that might be how it would happen but i i think you i think we could do better yeah i'm trying to think of one off the off the cuff it would have. I will say it would probably be. I think they should embrace like the blue theme for a color scheme. Oh, if they're gonna do it. Now that that's would be, a take. That'd be so good because okay. we've seen how the city edition has sort of worked, and we like the city edition for Milwaukee, like the Bucks. It just doesn't really fit with their okay. normal franchise scheme. So maybe a lake team takes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, what could you do? The Lakers. Perfect. You nailed it. Yeah, that. Why are they called the Lakers? Because they started in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, I forgot about. There's that. a lot of lakes there. It's like their whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, it. 10, Doesn't make any lakes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I completely <laughs> blanked on that for a second. I was like, they're next to an ocean. Like, yeah. No. Doesn't make sense for them now. Um. And so here, my my one my my one other idea that I almost went with as a third, but I wanted to keep it more uh, open ended. This is what I kind of wanted the the herd to be called before they ended up being the herd, the flyers because there's a lot of aviation in the state. I guess it doesn't make as much sense if they're in Milwaukee. I guess, I mean, yeah, that's like an Oshkosh. Yeah, it's more of an Oshkosh name, so it's not the not the greatest. But I think it would still. I think it would work. I feel like and, most Wisconsinites know about that. And yeah, it was a team back in the day. It should kind of be paying homage to the team that used another pro team Isn't, that existed. Aren't the, aren't the Flyers a hockey team? I'm exposing myself here. Yeah, I think they all did the Philly Flyers, is it? No, maybe? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. We know. Yeah, we know so that, that might make it sticky too. Um, what else could you do? I want to think of something water related. It's hard. The I keep now Lakers is stuck in my head. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's actually it's a it's a really good name for a team. They did nail it. it. Is, it they is. were smart to keep it. <laughs> yeah. They they nailed their branding. Yeah, they did. It's, they'll never change it, and they don't really need to. They never have to. <laughs> no, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's naming teams is really hard. Yeah, I can't. I, I honestly can't think of anything right now. I don't hate the glow, but I I don't know. The glow would work. I was thinking like, oh, if you want to do something cool, like you could do the sky, but Chicago has that. So. Yeah, you definitely can. That's, that's in the same <laughs> league, so you for sure can't yeah, do that. Yeah, you can't do that. I just, I don't what know. What about, should pay homage to the old soccer team, the Wave? Or maybe the current soccer team? Wait, are they not a thing anymore? I don't. I thought they weren't, but then I thought they were. Wait, hold up. The you wave probably can't have two teams named the Milwaukee Wave. So if they do still exist, it's probably well, They still out. exist. Oh. I don't hear much about him anymore. Sorry, Wave fans. <laughs> they, See, yeah, the, they exist. There's your good water name. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, take it from the Wave. Honestly. Take <laughs> I don't it. think you can just take it. They don't wear blue, though. Who, the Wave? Yeah, they wear, they wear yellow and black. They could be the oh, Bumblebees. Oh, just take, take, the, take the name. and Don't take the like the actual branding. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying it's perfect. They don't even wear blue. They don't need to be the Wave. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. I thought you were saying take the. You would have to take the yellow jersey. No, 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 no. It's no, we're no, we're we're, we're just gonna do what we want here. Yeah. Oh, the wave would be fantastic. Maybe. Ooh, maybe the crest, like the crest of a wave. Nah. I see that. Yeah. Eh. yeah. I what have is, what first thing First lighthouses. The mist. Oh. Kind of. I kind of like that. It's better than crest. I set myself. That's definitely up. better than crest. It's definitely we're, getting, we're we're proving we're not marketers. I think with this conversation. Yep. <laughs> I think I think yeah. Maybe we'll have to leave it to someone else to come up with. But I yeah. want I want a WNBA team. Oh, a hundred percent. That is that goes without saying. 100%. Could live could live with the does if we get a team. Yeah, like th- I hope this is a problem we have to have. I really do. Yeah. I'm gonna think about this. I'm. Yeah, this is gonna bother me. I, I, I could not. I could not come up with a good enough third option. I was like, I don't. I don't know. The the dew is weird. Uh, the dew. Oh yeah, they like water. Yeah, no, I don't love that. No, that's not great. The rivers. Mist is probably my best one. The rivers. There's rivers. There's at least one in Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, I think there's more than that, but there are. Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> there is the Milwaukee River. It's but, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you guys can think of names, please tweet us uh, because we we are clearly struggling here. Please, we don't please have it. Us. We don't have it. We really don't. There is more talented people in terms of uh, marketers out there. Hit us up, and maybe you know, maybe it'll work out. I hope so. I definitely yeah. want a WNBA team. Though. It'd be so so cool. I, I, we need to get one fast because yeah. I am. I just, I'm ready for more basketball. I know I need the herd to come back. I need a WNBA team. Yeah, and we need the we need the Bucks to do well as well. Yeah, that, that's also good. That's also something we're hoping for. <laughs> but ah, oh, that's a that's a good choose your fighter. I'll say that that's a good one. I was not it's prepared just, for it. At I was all. doing the dishes and I came up with it. That's great. That's perfect. Okay, I guess we. I have no idea how long we went here. Honestly, this is a uh, this is a lengthy one. I think. Yeah, this is definitely a lengthy one. So I think we should cut it short. Nah, not cut it short. Cut it off, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this has gone too long. Uh, <laughs> and wrap this up here. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Make sure you follow the Eurostep Podcast at Eurostep Podcast on Twitter. It, 
both of us and some other people potentially allegedly are tweeting from this account. You know, you basically just don't know. You don't know who's tweeting from it. Uh, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Don't, don't even, even be concerned. It's, yeah. It's the Eurostep Twitter account. It's a different Twitter account. Make sure to follow both of us. Make sure you check out all of the great content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. And also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Really helps us out here. Thank you for all the great support we've been seeing lately and warms our hearts. It truly does to see people reacting positively to the pod. Please stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.